In today's episode, we have Lizette Alvarez-Holland with us, who is going to share her story in creating an amazing business in the women's health and wellness space. You will also get to hear how she created her first course around a book's framework that she enjoyed, how to refine your online course with each iteration, and why accountability is important in building a brand for professionals. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Online Course Igniter podcast, where you'll hear from successful course creators and how they were able to turn their passion into a thriving online business empire. What's up, everyone? Thanks for checking out the podcast today. We have our very special guest, Lizette Alvarez-Holland from Mind Body Enterprises today. And uh, she uh, reached out, and I'm glad to have her on the show. She's uh, doing some amazing things in the women's health and wellness space and creating some really great products. I was uh, checking out your website earlier today and looking at all the cool things you got going on. And I'm super excited to have you here and hear your story. How are you doing today? Doing really great, Jeremy, and thank you so much for having me on. I think this is a great service to connect people to get out of that, I guess, analysis paralysis mode, especially in trying to launch out. And we are just in such a great space right now. I know it's crazy with the pandemic, but like sky's the limit. Everybody, there's so many less barriers to getting your ideas across. Yes, definitely. And I love this platform of podcasting and getting to meet amazing people like yourself because I've learned through the years is that there are so many different types of people out there, so many types of industries. Everyone goes about it a little differently. And it's just great to hear each individual story and and how you go about your business. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. I always like to um, hear a little bit of a background or experience of where you come from. So if you could just take a moment and let us know what you were doing before you got into uh, your online business, your online course, what were you doing before that? And then how did you get into creating uh, this business that you've created? I came from the healthcare field. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. When I moved into women's health, I knew there needed to be a more holistic uh, model. And so I quickly brought in my yoga and yoga therapy experience and grew that into a niche. Um, My first company, The Belly Guru, which was really focused on the pregnancy year. And I was one of those early adopters, uh, 2005. I saw 2006 come. I saw YouTube. You know, I was one of those typical exercise focused people and wanted to make a video. And it was like $20,000 to like, at the time (laughs) to like produce a video and YouTube had like just come out. It was all so intimidating, but it was captivating to me that this was a way that, you know, to go online to somehow connect. And honestly, it was me bootstrapping and I got into social media early. And so by the time my peers in the healthcare market really started noticing that they could do something other than be an employee for a broken model of medicine. I kind of organically became this mentor on boutique practices and kind of going cash-based versus insurance-based and and really trying to fill in the gaps for spaces in the system that didn't work. So that's really where my work online, and I kind of had to I, I just I just saw innovation. I saw a lot of what the fitness industry was doing. I tried to capitalize on that a little bit, but 
it really wasn't until, honestly, um, I'm on Kajabi and they launched their founders stuff back in, I think it was the end of 2015. I was like, oh, this is, this can combine some stuff and give me a platform. And that's when I got into serious about uh, putting together some sort of products or I, I made it as an online learning center and it was supposed to supplement my in-person care. And then I really got tired, honestly, of working directly with people and was trying to just multiply my revenue streams and really start to see how I could use my information and my education in a safe way to expand my options and how I made money. Because the typical route for healthcare providers is like, you know, you become the head of the department, then you stop doing what you loved and you start to become administrative, or you start to teach other people to become you, or you, you know, maybe make a continuing education class and you just sort of stay in this academic world. And there's so much gap between that and the actual public. And I really wanted to work with the actual public. So uh, since people were asking me how I did this, I started mentoring on the professional clinical side and becoming an entrepreneur and thinking more enterprise mind. And that's where Mind Body Brand Academy, which was my uh, core baby course. Uh, it wasn't my first course, but it was the one that I'm, I'm growing and I'm actually starting a different company around, which is Mind Body Enterprises. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that's uh really cool that you saw that early on back in, you know, 2005-2006 of where the world was heading and where the internet was growing and did you continue creating YouTube videos this whole time or what did that look like? Yeah, I I kept on going on and off with YouTube. It's not my platform I want it to be. <laughs> but at, but I knew, you know, like and in my head I still visualized sort of being this sort of self-media company, but it really wasn't until Kajabi really came in and even with that like playing around with it to like host uh, things on, you know, Zoom rooms and Zooms onto uh, Facebook groups and and really working around that sense of community. So yeah, I would do some posts and this and that, but honestly, it wasn't until I created my own little community and put on my own little show and my own little platform. Um, and I just use social media to create that community, get them into a group page where it would be more of uh, an interest group, a more, um, you know, clear conversation into that niche conversation then bring those people into my own community. So I I made my own YouTube in my own community on my own platform. And when you talk about the community, this is all inside of the Kajabi framework? For the most part, yeah, that's how I've run it. I've I've been kind of small for I've been three years, but um it's this Mind Body Bread Academy really was my baby because I had some personal life like basically exploded as I, as I was my first launch, that's when everything started uh, happening that I had to literally actually pull back from my main business. And so it was so good to have this core seed for bringing in like, you know, you know, you have a good launch and you have months of income, you know, I, I, and I'm not necessarily seeing, you know, all those people I would have to see to bring that income in. It's a little up and down because you're running it around the launches, but you can do an evergreen, which I'm actually moving things into an evergreen core product. I am in that community and I'm, I'm creating it inside of there. That is something that I think could expand. In all actuality, the way I built it and the way I teach my body brand academy is I create personal brands and that personal brand can sell whatever the hell it wants. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. So there's a couple things that you talked about that I would like to go back um, and discuss a little bit. But um, you did mention that, that this wasn't your first course. So I want to hear a little bit more about the very first course that you put up. When was that and what was that course on? 
Yeah, that was real easy. And I think this is a really uh, good way for people to segue into it. I made a course around a book. That book at the time was the Warrior Goddess series. Uh, Mira, I think is her first name. And I had read that book and that was somewhat of my women's empowerment work and holistic work. And what I did was I teamed up with a psychologist and we ran a mind-body type of conversation surrounding that book. So it was like one part book club, but also we created like a workbook and experience to experience. And we really only worked and focused on the, it was a one month course um, or a four week course. And it's, you know, we did it live the first time, recorded it, and then it sold on its own. And um, it really was only like half the book. It was like four chapters, (laughs) you know, like it wasn't even the whole book. Mm -hmm. I created a course based upon a study, but I didn't necessarily have to create the whole method. So I think that was a good bridge. And then just from there, I just, you know, wanted to niche into people and launching people and whatnot. Cool. Well, first of all, um, I will definitely look up that information and get with you and get the the title and the name and we'll put that in the mm-hmm. show notes. So if okay. anyone wants to go check that out, they can do that. Um, second, uh, as I said in the beginning, this is why I love talking about um, with other people on these interviews because I always get to hear different methods that people are doing. And this is something I have not heard of before where you're creating a course, a, a education around a, a topic or a framework or in your case, it was a book of methods that you liked. And so you were able to get with someone. And then I like that you said that you created it live and then took that and repurposed that to more of an evergreen course later on. So I think that that's really brilliant and hopefully give some people out there some ideas of ways that they can create their first course or any course going forward is to maybe find a subject matter that they're interested in. And I kind of like the book club idea. I think that's really neat because there's so many great books out there and I'm an avid reader and that gives me some ideas of different books that I really enjoy and and things that they talk about and taking that information and creating kind of like a book club type course. I think that's a really cool method that you came up with there. Thank you. And, you know, one thing I want to stress to your listeners is that the baby steps matter. Like they think they have to have this big, you know, big enterprising, big methodology type of thing. But the reality is, is I've reused that course to be an add-on bonus for joining Mind Body Brand Academy. I've used it as an incentive to get people to to come on to um, maybe some personal work I was doing, personal coaching for personal development, um, you know, like a little freebie on that. It was like an incentive. But if you're re- kind of doing things as you go, you could repurpose those smaller ones, bundle them up and make it a bigger thing. So I always tell people to like, just start with the little small things that are like easy. I'm always telling people, keep it simple and sane, like a kiss, you know, that, that is really the key because procrastination station will keep you there forever. Yeah, I I, I think that's great. Um, You know, as we go through this process of building a business, building an online business in particular, uh, we're constantly creating content and we create assets that we could be using, but a lot of people don't think about that. You know, they create a blog post and then they post it and then it goes to the wayside, or maybe they create a freebie or a lead magnet and they promote it one time and never promote it again. But I like this idea of taking things that you've created in the past in repurposing those and bundling them up or making them as a bonus for your other products. I think that's brilliant. 
So um, going forward from there, you you created, what, what was that experience like when you first created that course? Because I always like to hear people's first course, um, especially for our listeners out there who haven't made a course before and are thinking about it. Because you know, it can be a little uh, unnerving at in the beginning, trying to figure out the technology and trying to figure out how to create the course and so forth. So what was that experience like for you? Well, with my first course, like I said, I, I, I took off the headache of like having to create the methods. So honestly, it was just a matter of playing with the tech for a little while again with YouTubes or here or there. So I just went for it. I think it has to match your personality. I tell people like, if you don't like being on camera, you know, Amy Porterfield up until I remember up until like literally like 2015, you didn't see her face. She just spoke mm-hmm. over slides. So it's like, you can just do it different ways. If you don't want to do video, do audio. I work a lot of people in the yoga world, yoga therapy world and whatnot. I'm like, make meditations. You're doing it in class anyway. Just sit there and make it in the microphone and then send those (laughs) things out. And you can even send it as an email series. So when I was creating that first thing, I just said like, how can I just keep this simple and, and allow the learning curve? I think that was the biggest thing for me was like, now is a different time, but this was like 2016. So I was being so far ahead of everyone that like, they didn't know if it was good or not. You know, <laughs> So that was somewhat to my advantage. Um, and you have to remember that with your audience. I think in my world with healthcare providers or academics or people that like have so gotten their identity by external validation, but benchmarks, this degree, this title, this peer recognition on a, on a research paper, that they're just really scared to look different to their um, peers more than they're worried about. They know this stuff will help who they want to sell it to, but they're almost like paralyzed because of how it sells to their peers, who unless you're selling to your peers, it really shouldn't matter. I know for me, I was more carefree, but my partner at the time, the psychologist, she was more like that. She was more <laughs> tied to like, well, what if somebody hears this and then takes it bad and then sues me and and whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, would you feel that way with a book? Like you can't sell a book somewhere because you're not licensed in that country. So that was the experience was kind of like playing that off and just sort of saying, look, this is where life is going. So you're either an early adopter or you're not. Yeah, you know, I mean, that brings up a good point because a lot of people have that imposter syndrome where they're very fearful about putting content out there um, for some of the similar reasons that you mentioned. Um, they feel like, you know, they they don't have the degree and they can't teach on it or they don't have the certificate and they can't teach on it. But I mean, really, the, the goal is to help other people. And if you know how to do something, I wouldn't recommend someone teaching how to do open heart surgery, you know, because right. that could yeah, uh, hurt someone. Feel. Like you have to know your um, zone of genius and you have to know your boundaries. Like we, we deal with that a lot with the yoga therapy and the yoga teacher community. There's a lot of yoga teachers who are technically sort of talking about yoga for back pain. And it's like, you don't understand back pain. So stop teaching the poses for back pain. You know, they go to a weekend workshop and all of a sudden they're an integrative physical therapist. Um, We have to know and check ourselves, but that's your own personal practice. Like that's why half of my Mind Body Brand Academy is really personal discovery and knowing who you are and then owning that because you're going to move into all of these things much easier with much less internal resistance. Are you struggling to create your first online course? Do you have an idea for a course topic, but don't know how to get started? It can be hard trying to figure out everything that goes into course creation. How do you outline your course? 
How do you set up the technology to create the content? How do you publish it so that you can begin helping others and making money immediately? We know it can be difficult for first-time course creators. That is why we have designed the Start Your First Course Challenge. Our goal is to help you get that online course published within a couple of weeks. That means that you can get your digital product to market without wasting a bunch of time. We will show you how with the easiest methods possible that we have learned and crafted over the years. You'll learn how to choose a topic, outline your course, script what you want to say, and then record the material. After that, you'll discover how to set up the platform and publish it, all with a simple system that's guaranteed to get you results fast. Beat your procrastination by taking action today. Go to startyourfirstcourse.com now to sign up. That's startyourfirstcourse.com. See you in the challenge. So moving forward, you learn about the Kajabi program and you realize, okay, this is awesome. This has all the features. And if anyone is listening and hasn't checked out Kajabi before, Kajabi is kind of an all-in-one platform, uh, especially for course creators. It lets you host courses. It lets you do other things like email marketing, create landing pages and sales pages. So it's a great platform, um, one that I recommend often for someone who needs who would like to have everything kind of bundled into one piece of software. So I'm glad to hear that you've had good success with it and and that you enjoy it. Um, So you find out about that and then you, from there, started creating that MindBody Academy. Is that correct? Yeah, MindBody Brand Academy kind of created itself because people were asking. Uh, Obviously, it was working that my influence on social media or talking about things were letting people all over the world know that, hey, she's a physical therapist that brought in yoga. Hey, she went off and made packages and programs that people pay out of pocket for. Oh, like, so it was like, you know, make a codex and a method for what I had done and how I had utilized not only brand story, but literally me being this person and sharing who I was. And those, these people came and I was like, well, I could teach this to a lot of people at once, you know, instead of talking mm-hmm. one-on-one. Um, and also, too, it would give them a, a less of a barrier because it gives them community to have other people doing this. And, it, and again, I'm working with healthcare providers, so I didn't want to really be in this authoritarian, like, they're, they're so comfortable just hearing, like, this is what you do, and then you follow my lead. And I really wanted them to, like, start thinking more as, like, a creator, an innovator, and ahead of the curve. And I think you need to be in community for some of that because you need to see how other people are taking the same information. So that just organically sort of grew. And the way I did it was, and again, I didn't learn this, that this was a method, but I'm really happy I just organically thought to do this is I had my outline, but as I presented each week, each module, I got feedback in how to tweak the next module. So I literally the first time around sold it, but it wasn't totally done. And subsequently then I was able to also like, so, so I keep improving it. I keep getting feedback, which is why people keep coming back, which is what I did not expect. But I literally have people run two times a year from with me that have been through it before. And they may not the third time be necessarily following the core curriculum, but they are there for accountability and to utilize and to make sure they're implementing. Yeah, there's there's a couple couple things that you touched on that I think is pretty awesome. Um, the first one is like you said uh, that constant refinement of the course or the program, and um, so this is uh, just 
to clarify, this is a live course that you're teaching. So this is something that you're teaching live to the students um, when it's open. Yes, when it is open, we meet uh, live Wednesday nights. So it's one, you know, one hour or so a week that I'm live with them, and then they have a core curriculum that that comes out every Sunday morning. They get an email with kind of their assignment and 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 some um, prep work for themselves to kind of get in in alignment with what they're going to do. And I open up the module, and the module's there, and it can be self paced. But every week on Wednesday, I'm I'm bringing it all together and really having almost like office hours, and I call it circle, where we meet up energetically and get the real. Um, I think that's what people keep coming back to. So that part is live. It's it's a hybrid. So they're working self paced on the core curriculum, but I do meet with them once a week, and then if they're active in it that time they do get a little bit of time with me one-on-one during those eight weeks to work on things. That's awesome. I, I, I enjoy this, uh, this style. So you're allowing them to go ahead and start the module, review the information, work on some things. And then on that Wednesday, you're opening up, that's giving them the accountability where they can ask questions and uh, you can get feedback from them. Right. And they can actually support each other. That's big because what I'm trying to do is seed a network of people who could then co-create together and leverage off of each other's platforms because we're all generally in that health and wellness and proactive um, space. Um, even if there's a couple of people who are kind of more service oriented, they're still in a caregiving type of service orientation. Uh, a couple teachers, they're still in this kind of educator mode. You know, there's I, I call them all medicine women that are on the rise because I really feel what they're alchemizing and putting together is the medicine for the world right now. Um, but a majority of them are are in a conversation that they literally could do what I did with that psychologist the first time and work together on something, and then they double their audience. Nice. Okay. Very cool. Uh, I'm assuming when you're doing these live calls on the Wednesday nights and, and you're answering the questions, you're getting people to work together, you're hearing things that where maybe people are getting stuck or not understanding, and that gives you the information so that when you run this the next time, you've tweaked those and you've made that course a better process. Correct. I mean, actually, I ended up taking, I had way too much stuff in it. The first time, like I realized as I ran, I was like, oh my God, thank God I did not prepare all of this because I literally (laughs) probably, you know, it's always eight weeks, but they were getting stuck and I ended up taking out things that like, it was probably like my four weeks, I made that into eight weeks. That's that's really cool. I, I love this. Um, I use an example of another podcast interview I did with a, another gentleman who had spent months and months and months creating this course. And he said he had like, you know, 60 modules, but he never put the last five or 10 modules in the course because he realized it was just too much information. And he's like, he sold it. But to this day, no one's even asked for that information because it's completely right. unnecessary. Right. So it's it's cool to hear that because a lot of people are fearful of not having everything in there. You know, they, they just want to front load it with as much information as possible. And that can be detrimental to people. If you have too much information, you can overload them. Um, you can be talking about things that really aren't necessary, or maybe it's information that they could go research and find out on their own. And so I'm glad that you say that because there's, there's a big fear of not having uh, enough or having too little of information. Everyone worries about not having enough information, but no one ever thinks that you could have too much information of course. Definitely. Um, that's 100%. And I think, you know, I, I kind of got to 
learned that also with working with clients and patients for so many years in my healthcare practice. Like, you know, sometimes you just overload the system. And especially you have to know your audience because, again, my people might love to buy all that information. They love to consume information. But do they actually learn? Not if you don't implement. And that was what I was seeing people having the problem with. They'd get sort of like not implementing. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. You don't really know. I mean, you might know information, but you don't have an education until you actually try and then you see what you learned. Yeah, this is this is really good. Um, we homeschool our kids, and on Friday it, it's day for me to teach them music. And uh, I was teaching them on the whiteboard, you know, the different things about music. And my wife was like, "You you need to have them write stuff down." She was like, "You're explaining to them, but they're not having the chance to write it down and practice." And so it really helped me realize, uh, oh yeah, you know, I teach courses for a living. I teach people for a living and still I forget. Mm-hmm. We got to give them assignments. We got to give them worksheets. We got to give them things to do so that they can practice what they're learning, not just hearing the theory behind it. And it's really bringing the science into it. It's really bringing the science. You know, we talk about all this behavioral science in terms of marketing and sales, but the reality is it's like actually getting something out of it. Yeah, really. It's not just uh, buying something for the fun of it, right? You really want to actually learn how to do that thing. Cool. So you have the refinement of of going through and making the product better over time by, you know, talking to these people. Um, You have that implementation aspect where you're making sure people are following through and doing the work. And then I like that you have the accountability aspect. And this is something else, um, especially people who might be newer or um, haven't created a course before. They just want that passive income and they just want to put a course never touch it again, you know, never talk to anyone and make a million dollars. And and that's not always the way the world works. Um, I feel like accountability is more important than just the material. Because as you said before, people come back through your course a second or third time, not because they don't know the information, but because that accountability has been sewn into the fabric of the program that you're teaching. And I feel like that that's another important aspect of creating a great online course or, or curriculum is having some sort of accountability. And I like that you are not just, you know, holding yourself accountable, but you're, you know, providing a space for other people to work together, to collaborate with each other and hold each other accountable. Yeah, thank you. Um, and you got to just think about, you know, and obviously my price point's going to say that versus maybe the, I mean, the reality is you can. You can just throw together something, put it on Evergreen, and have it at a price point where people are thinking, well, you know, it's not so crazy that if I lose it and it doesn't help me, it's not a big deal. And then just do really well with your marketing and your retargeting. And then, yeah, maybe you can make a million dollars like that. But like, that's a very different experience than maybe what I want to produce. Like, I really, my mission is to, uh, solve the intersection between women's health, entrepreneurship, and like social justice, and particularly gender inequities um, with with wealth and health. And this is the way I'm going to do it. So like, it doesn't behoove me to be a multimillionaire in selling this thing that I, that I know people get themselves bogged down on and would, will never implement and therefore will just follow whoever or get involved in a company they're not really like wanting to do or get burnt out and never even be in healthcare. And then we lose the whole entire thing they were going to contribute anyway. It's kind of just aligning with, you know, what you want to actually accomplish through your course. Yeah, nice. I like I like that. I like how you stated that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, 
you know, it's it's really figuring out those goals and what you're trying to achieve and then the best implementation for that. So that's really cool. Um, now you went through, you got this product up and this course up. How were you getting clients into this program or, or how are you getting traffic or students or leads or whatever you'd like to call it? How are you bringing people into this program? Yeah, this was a methodical move from starting a podcast at the end of 2016, <laughs> Owning Her Health, and then... Um, I started that podcast thinking I was going to speak to like the public women's health people or whatever, but it ended up being where I had a lot of my peers in the global women's health community and the mind body community, uh, particularly in yoga therapies or somatic therapies being the listeners. And I was like, Oh, and so that became focused around entrepreneurship and whatnot. And this was sort of an extension of that. So like I would push people to like, you know, advertise on that to go into my Goddess Wisdom Mastermind Facebook group. And that's that, you know, container community where all of us are on the same page. It's not just random people who like what I'm saying about women's health and goddess wisdom and all of this and empowerment and leadership, but these people are actually people who maybe want to follow in my footsteps in terms of creating a career that they crave um, in a lifestyle that they love instead of, you know, doing it just randomly as a job for somebody else. And from there, then I, like right now, what I do is I do a launch week, which is basically a free invitation to come prep with us and get into the groove and get into the inner circle. I run that in the Facebook group. Um, and then at the end of that week, I give them opportunities with some bonuses for being part of that to get into the, um, you know, that next round, that next eight weeks where we're going to run. So that's been basically my funnel. I've done it organic marketing. I have not paid for any ads other than when boosting things were popular, but that was a short-lived <laughs> thing. Um, so now as I want to make it bigger and, and kind of build this other thing, yeah, I will get it more into the the marketing. And like I said, there's going to be like a core evergreen thing. Yeah, I'm going to get more sophisticated and it's it's going to grow into taking some of that stuff I took out originally and putting that into membership communities that are focused on you know, the active business building once you've gotten this first step done. So that's, that's the method to the madness. <laughs> Very cool. Well, it's cool to hear that um, podcasting has been uh, a big helper for that. Um, obviously, I enjoy podcasts and there's many different ways that people can go about um, creating that traffic or getting those leads and, and podcasting is one of the great ways. And it's good to hear that that's um, successful for you. So um, you're getting these people in and then you you have your community now. The, the actual community of people that are talking and hanging out, are you doing this inside of Kajabi or is the community on, say, like a Facebook group? Yeah. Um, no, I do it through the emails and the weekly meetups and like we're in person. Um, the Facebook group is sort of like the outer circle. Most of them are not in the inner circle. They are being sort of prepped to be in the inner circle if they would so like, but they're not personally ready to take on the work <laughs> for whatever reasons. I'm pretty regular weekly in my Facebook community, but it's only when I run. And then like, I'm not with them. In between, it's like, you have to create, I guess, some hunger, right? For people to like maybe come in for privates or additional support that they may need from me personally. But what I am going to move into is more of in this new business, um, more of a community that will be hosted on its own because to be perfectly honest, I want to get off Facebook. It's distracting to who I'm working with. Yeah, there's there's a, um, a fine line to toe there because uh, I, I think everyone understands that everyone is on Facebook and it's a great way to get people into a community. 
But at the same time, having your community on Facebook, as you said, is distracting because it just takes one post to throw someone down a rabbit hole and lose focus of what you're trying to get them to pay attention to. It seems like a lot of the bigger uh, entrepreneurs and marketers in the space, people like Pat Flynn, have taken their community off of Facebook into their own private community. And you might miss out on some people, but I feel like in the long run, if you can build it, it would be so much more successful because you know, people who are going there are very focused on what you have to offer. I, I think it's actually a better thing. I mean, I think it's in my mind, this was like how I would have ideally done it, but then you follow where the trends are and where the people are. But like, ultimately my, my deal was always trying to be like, how could we be off on our own Island and really prepare ourselves for this new role in the world as these like leaders. And, you know, that's like, you know, it's boot camp. You got to like, Focus just on that and not on everything else. <laughs> so I, I think that's just where everything's going, especially with like the blockchain and cryptocurrencies and mm-hmm. like NFTs and tokenizing things. Like it's all going to community. So I feel like I'm where I was back in 2013 playing with like YouTube or like even like I feel like where I was making my own website in 2006. Like I'm watching this whole thing and being like, okay, so what's the next thing I can kind of be like this early adopter on, (laughs) you know, and get in, you know, you're making your community, not in a cult-like fashion. So you got to do your personal work and not in a fandomonium where people like are following you like religiously and you're not doing anything and contributing anything. But I think if you, if you like, this is what's going to heal the world. Like if you are a social entrepreneur, I'm speaking to the social entrepreneurs, and you could create community around that. Now you have a whole bunch of like soldiers on that mission. Right. Yeah. People who, um, they become fans of you and then they don't mind spreading the word about your products and services. Exactly. It becomes a natural market. They're the billboard for you and they bring people into you. And also you spawn them to be doing even bigger and better work that you just didn't do. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned people like Amy Porterfield. I mean, I've listened to her for years. And I wouldn't say that I'm um, some crazy fan that would go, you know, stalk her every conference that she went to. Um, but I talk about her. I talk about her products and her services because I, I like who she is. I like her morals and her values. And I don't mind mentioning her. I don't mind saying, hey, go check out her course. She's got a great um, course teaching the same thing that I teach. Um, you know, better, <laughs> but I don't mind telling people that because you, uh, if someone creates that community, which she's done a fantastic job of, and, um, you know, you create those loyal people who, who appreciate you and what you have to offer, those people will um, spread that word for you. This has been really great. It's been uh, a pleasure talking to you today and going through some of this information and just hearing your story and hear some of these um, techniques and strategies that you've taken uh, into your own business. Um, thanking to the listener out there who's maybe beginning on their journey and, and just kind of starting out or or maybe they have their first course done and they got through that, but they're really trying to build their business. What would be your number one piece of advice that you could give to that person today? Get really solid, like I said, on who you are in the market, like what's your voice, and then don't be afraid to create your stage to invite people to. And then I like the design in my mind, how I kind of was like a learning center. Create that platform, however small it is, around you. Like you're not creating a Facebook group, you're creating a you group. Be thinking of that. Who are you in the conversation uniquely? I guess they say like your unique value or whatever, not just for this thing you want to sell in your course. Um, but like, why should, yeah, why should people listen to you? Like get past that barrier 
And then it's just a matter of if you have conviction and belief in that, I mean, the information's there, what to do next. I love it. That's great. If people are interested in you or your business, or maybe they want to find out uh, about what you have going on, where can people find you online? The best place to kind of uh, get information on My Body Brand Academy is right now at www.mindbodybrandacademy.com. We have that free week uh, every time we run. So if you're interested in that or you, you're interested in the next run or whatnot, you know, you can get direct information at least to see what that's more about any time of the year on there. Um, and then there's my website, drlisahollandpt.com with the DR as the doctor, D-R-L-I-S-A. Um, and that's where, you know, I'm putting together everything I'm doing and I'll be putting the updates to the different ways you could work with me or get into the Facebook group, which will not be a Facebook group. It will be our own community on our own platform very, very soon. <laughs> um, but to get into the community or, or, or at least get on the newsletters to get some of this inspiration, if you are in that place of understanding that healthcare is broken, well, wellness is broken, you've been through your own stories, you're a mompreneur with a licensure and you don't necessarily want to just be selling you know, other people's products, um, we could create something around your, your own wisdom. So um, definitely reach out. Awesome. Well, Lizette, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'll make sure that I link all of those in the show notes for this episode so that people can find you easily. And um, I just appreciate you and appreciate your time today and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you, Jeremy. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us today, Lizette. You can find out more about her and her business by visiting mindbodybrandacademy.com. Or you can get the show notes of this episode along with links and resources by visiting onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash 58. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Online Course Igniter podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening so that you don't miss an episode. If you would like to learn more marketing strategies and how to sell your online course, then also check out our free community where we share tips, tricks, and tutorials at onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash community.